Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is David Greco. On today's podcast, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray talk about AEW Dynamite from last night. What a show. A little bit of sports entertainment in the pro wrestling pod for AEW. We get into Adam Cole and MJF and Don Callis and Chris Jericho. Two examples of what we're talking about. And we'll do it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Dave. Was there anything that you saw on Dynamite last night that was reminiscent of WWE storytelling or WWE's version of sports entertainment? Well, um, the vignette I thought with the Nick Wayne, the Nick Wayne vignette I thought was very WWE like. Um, I thought the Cole MJF segment was very WWE like. Um, I thought the Don Callis Jericho, the maybe, was very WWE-like. Did MJF and Adam Cole's um, vignette in the gym and the Aftermath birthday bash, did that remind you of anything from the WWE? Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen those birthday bashes before in the WWE playoffs. Did those two Rock, guys? We've seen, it, we've seen it before, yes. Did MJF and Cole remind you of any two guys in the WWE at any given time? Yes, it reminded me uh, of Kevin Owens and Jericho, the festival of friendship. Ding, 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 circle gets the square. No, I, and but uh, but I will say this, that that segment, to your point, Bully, reminded me of the festival of friendship. Like, that was exactly how that segment and those segments, which I thought at the time was the best thing going in the WWE. And I, I've said it before on this show. I felt Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho should have been the main event of WrestleMania 33 based on that story that they told uh, between those two. And it was, you know, Jericho in the MJF role and Kevin Owens in the Adam Cole role. And it played out perfectly for weeks leading up to that festival of friendship when we fo- finally saw the turn of Kevin Owens. Um, I loved that last night. I thought it was the that segment with Cole and MJF, I thought it was the best part 
of of Dynamite. And guys, you know me. I love the wrestling more than anything else. But that segment, I laughed out loud during that segment between those two. And I want to see where it goes next. And it's that moment, that exact moment, if you saw it last night, where they both said Tony Schiavone, and they laughed. And then Cole's expression on his face, like, oh, my God. And Tommy, like, just that, that where it clicked, where it's like, oh, my God, I'm actually getting along with this guy. That's the beauty. Because you look at it from the outside looking, and especially in the eyes of AEW, right? It's a blind tag team tournament, wrestling, 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 wrestling. But now, Tommy, they have an actual storyline attached to it. So, yes, you can get, you're going to get the wrestling. You're going to get some great matches. But you need stories. And I think the most compelling thing, without a doubt to me, is Cole and MJF and where this is going to leave those two and what their relationship is going to be by the time that hopefully when they're in the finals. And you're talking about things that uh, stuff reminds you of. This reminds me of Hell No with Kane and Daniel Bryan. And then it also then reminded me of with Mick Foley and The Rock when uh, that famous segment, when you're watching it, you're chuckling, but then you really, it did stand the test of time. And, you know, it's tag team partners that either don't get along or have different philosophies. And yes, with Mankind and Kane, you have monsters, but, you know, hey, we have one guy who's a a devil worshiper in MJF. Very entertaining. We all know how uh, great MJF is as, you know, an entertainer and a heel. If you're looking at this, you have two routes to go with it. Man, this is working and I need to run with it, or MJF's going to screw over Cole, and what's going to make a turn mean the most when you really screw over the people and you really take the people to the next hatred of you? Um, But as of right now, it's working, and it's such, if you're looking at it from a booking standpoint, standpoint, it's a conundrum because you're, man, this is working and the people are buying into it. Uh, it's, I don't need him as, and him being MJF as the top heel because that kind of is going to Don Callis and Christian. So if I have this, am I going to put him back in this spot by screwing over Adam Cole, or am I going to run with it? And by run with it, then it's, they win the tag titles and then they screw them or they have a big tag team match. And then, and, and there was just, Another thing that they did I thought was excellent was a lot of picking up stuff on the handheld cameras, especially like the double clothesline. Let's do the double clothesline. There was specific beats in that or even MJF breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera. I'm going to put his face, you know, not like malicious. I'm going to put his face in in the cake. And yes, there are a lot of cliffhangers uh, that you can go with it. You really can. They're, but entertaining, doing their entrance, uh, you know, doing basically Adam Cole's entrance, uh, how he's doing like the Rick Steiner circle around him, uh, like from when the Steiner brothers used to do it. A lot of great entertaining stuff with those two guys. All right. A lot from what you just said, Tommy, and some really good points as well, because Bully, I'm going to throw it to you. You know, I want to hear what you thought about the segment, but also Tommy make, made a good good point because you saw it with the crowd last night. They were behind MJF. It was almost like, they were saying to Adam Cole, come on, lighten up. 
and be a part of the fun. So very, very interesting segment played out in front of that live crowd last night. Listen, the segment was great. Everything they did was entertaining, yada, yada. Great job. Uh, MJF, as I've told you many times, is not a heel. Heels don't get cheered the way MJF is. At best, MJF is a heel when he needs to be a heel. That doesn't make you a full-blown heel, a la a Christian, a Don Callis, a Dom Mysterio. There is somebody in this story that I hope benefits from it more than the others. Adam Cole is over already. Fans very much into him. MJF is over already. Fans very much into him. But there's a guy that is a part of their story that can use some emotional investment and finally be involved in something that doesn't in, uh, involve being in a ring and a lot of stiff chops and dumping some guys on his head. And that's Roderick Strong. Big time. Roderick Strong for years has been fair to Midland at best when it comes to the storytelling aspect of pro wrestling. Excellent wrestler, excellent in Ring of Honor, excellent in NXT, excellent so far from what we've seen his matches in AEW. But all that pro wrestling isn't getting him anywhere. We finally need to tap into Roderick Strong, and Roderick is going to find himself in the middle of this storyline as at one of Adam Cole's best, best friends. He's now questioning Adam Cole when Adam Cole is getting phone calls from MJF. And Adam Cole is like, don't worry, I got this. We see the look on Roddy's face. So hopefully they pull Roderick far enough into this where we don't know where his loyalty lies. I don't think anybody's even really 100% on where Adam Adam Cole is going with this. They planted enough seed, enough of a seed last night that has me thinking, you know what? If the moment of truth comes where Roger turns around and says, hey, Adam, it's either me or it's him and him being MJF. I could see Adam Cole kicking uh, Roderick right in the face. Why not? They're, they're setting they're setting it up the right way. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a slow burn because I think what you're going to start seeing, Bully, is like, you know, Adam Cole blowing off Roderick Strong. Like, they have, you know, some kind of meetup or they're supposed to get together for this, that, and then, you know, Adam Cole's going to blow him off to go hang with MJF. And Roderick Strong's going to be like, dude, what are you doing here? You know what type of guy this is. Oh, I know. I got it covered. Don't stress. Don't worry about it. We've already seen that from Adam Cole already. I think this is going to be a story that, done the right way, is going to play out for a long time. But you're right. It looks like, from the outside looking in, Adam Cole screwing Roderick Strong, but at the end of the day, MJF is going to screw Adam Cole. And one of the things that I brought up last night on After Dark get your guys' opinion on this. Do you think we've been down this MJF road of getting got, bringing guys close to him only to stab them in the back? Don't you think we've been down this road a little too much in a short period of time? We've seen it. We saw it with CM Punk. We saw it with Jericho. You know, we've seen it a few times. That's why, Bully, Sammy. got... Sammy as well. We just saw it with Sammy. But Tommy, like, that's why this needs to be a long story. 
Like, it can't be quick. It can't just be leading up to the next pay-per-view. I feel like this needs to be a long story for the fans to buy in because I think Bully makes a good point. He's done it three or four times already over the last couple of years. It's it's going to be difficult for the fans to buy in. But I'm saying that, Tommy, but look at the way the crowd reacted to MJF last night. They were They were completely behind MJF during that segment last night. There's times, uh, what is that old saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. That you continue to go to that same well because it is working. Um, I mean, the end result with him and CM Punk was great. The end result with uh, him and Jericho. If you really do think about it, he is a likable person. He's a likable person that you'd want to hang out with. You have to be very, very careful when you're doing something like this just because the end result, if – Adam Cole says like, Hey man, I don't want to like, it, this is high school, but I don't want to be your friend anymore. They're going to boo the crap out of Adam Cole. Uh, if MJF attacks Adam Cole, it has to be set up pretty, pretty well. Cause guess what? If not, they're going to cheer it. Yeah. And you don't want that with, with the Adam Cole thing. The best part about that thing was after he put him, you know, his face in the cake and then what did he do? And they had it. And he was just like, I want to thank you for all this. And people were like, huh? Even MJF was, was like selling it. And, and those are big keys to this storyline. Cause I mean, Dave, I've told you this all the time. We don't know where the hell they're going with it. And it's beautiful in that aspect. Um, you know, if I could relate this to, to dreamer Raven, when we were tagging together, you all knew that they didn't get along. They didn't like each other, but it was always when, when is this split going to happen? And there were times like Raven would even hug me and I wouldn't hug him back or he would DDT me, mm-hmm. but he was blinded and I'd have plausible deniability, but so would he. And, and again, the way the fans are accepting this, I may have to like, if I'm, Looking at it on a board, I'm like, man, this is getting over. How many T-shirts did they just sell? Crap, I need to ride this even longer. Because, I mean, we've also, we've talked about your key moments in AEW, and you've even talked about this wave seems to be getting bigger of positivity for the company. You know, hey, we're all talking about Wembley. It's done. They've had to increase seats. So it's, okay, so what's our next benchmarks that we're trying to get to? And still not one match announced for that show. So it's an interesting thing that you have because, I mean, you really do think about it. This company has pretty much kicked all the doubters in the balls for everything that they said was going to, it's not going to happen, but yes, it has. And, and, and this is just something, you know, and, and I, I could say the same thing. How many times has Undertaker been killed? How many times has Undertaker, you know, through his history, gone away all up until we heard the gong and we all went nuts and you went nuts last night for it. You know, something's going to happen. You just don't know when bully. How do you see this playing out? I mean, I know things can change and obviously like Tommy said, we really don't know, but if you had the pencil, how would you play this story out with Adam Cole, MJF and Roderick strong? Yes. Think of the final scene in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. 
That's sure. how I see this play. If done right, and the good and the bad and the ugly was one as is one of my favorite movies. But in the end, you didn't know who was gonna shoot who first. Because if you shot one guy first, there was a chance that the other guy was gonna shoot you yeah. first. We don't know here. We know MJF has every reason to want to destroy destroy Cole, destroy everybody. He, probably, he doesn't even care about Roderick Strong. What did he call him? What did he call him last week on TV? Like milk toast jobber, Midland guy, whatever. I mean, that's what <laughs> sent him on TV. Yeah. You know, so and with Adam Cole, Adam Cole supposed to be the good, good guy. I could definitely see Adam Cole shooting Roderick Strong first and going, I never amounted to anything with you. With him, things are different. I could see maybe maybe everybody thinks that Adam Cole is going to turn, but it's Roderick Strong who turned. It's the final scene of the good, the bad, and the ugly with the, these three. It's just a question of do they tell the right story to get to that final scene? This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. 
All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. When AEW is in that stadium at the end of August, which right now stands at 75,000, I'm sure it'll be more by the time we get there in 52 days. But what's going to be the follow-up? Because like you said, Bully, hey, this is could be an anomaly. You want to make sure you can follow this up because you can't, you know, you just can't be like, all right, hey, we sold it out. That's a win. You have to make sure that's the first of many wins and you carry that over with your product. And I always bring it back to the ultimate win where they were able to carry it over and that was WrestleMania 3. Like WrestleMania 3 changed the landscape, not just for the WWE, but for pro wrestling. So they got that major win and they were able to carry that win over. And I think AEW is going to be able to do that, Bully. So to answer your question, it's because... For AEW, there's a pay-per-view the next weekend for AEW. So you have All-In at the end of August, you know, at at Wembley Stadium. But the next weekend, you have a pay-per-view called All-Out in Chicago. And I feel like we're not going to have everything played out in that stadium in front of 75,000 people. They're going to have to have that gun loaded for the very next week. So I think bully, that's would be my answer. I think the follow-up is they're going to have to follow it up immediately after the next weekend for a pay-per-view for AEW. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, you can't let everything play out because you have a pay-per-view the next week. Great, great call, Dave, as well as like, again, watching Monday night raw, man, did they show me how special money in the bank was And they did it almost before almost every other segment. Hey, this is what this person did. They reminded us why that was special, why it's happening, and where they're going from there. And we opened up with two of our biggest stars. Like, that was perfect follow-up from a really friggin' great show. And what what did it also do? It planted seeds for other things. Last night, uh, you also, when we talk about uh, WrestleMania, it was friggin' how many friggin' stars, honestly, did WWE have at that time? They had oh everybody. Oh, my God. Everybody. But it, it also kept on growing. But WrestleMania 3 set the stage for what? WrestleMania 4. It also, Saturday night's main event, all these things were dropping into the right place at the right time and it just kept on steamrolling because it was so we have the players and we have really really good storylines you know if you hey they took a hit losing daniel bryan uh to injury and but now okay we have on one show we have cm punk look at the history package they're giving you with cm punk and samoa joe and how they're talking about all this stuff it's really good. And you have like this Don Callis, Chris Jericho thing. 
off the charts, intriguing. You listen to the crowd. When we say listen to your audience, they don't want to hear anything Don says. Yes, sir. And and <clears throat> sorry, guys, I got the hiccups. Um, <laughs> and the beauty of the callous Jericho segment was in the way they ended it. Dave, you always hear me talk about the simplicity of wrestling and whittling it down to its least common denominator. We are interested in Callus and Jericho just because Chris said, maybe. One word, maybe, question mark. I got to tune in next week <clears throat> just for that. Yep. The, I mean, uh, just because yep. he said, maybe, no long diatribe, Jericho goes, you want my answer? You really want to know? You want to know if I want to join your family? Maybe. Wow. Now, he didn't hiccup like I just did, but he did say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but also think about the ride that Jericho took us on. Dude, last night I thought Jericho looked amazing, uh, his actual look, and then kind of took us like, oh, my God, are we going to see babyface Jericho? Oh, my God, are we going to see, like, uh, he hit some of his older catchphrases, and it's like the people like, oh, no, we're going to get it. Then to be interrupted, and whoever came up with that ring music was off the charts. The only thing I'd say better was the Dudleys to no music. Off the charts, great call for Don Callis. And then that story, because – and if you guys, I mean, I've dealt with them. Don Callis alone personally feels like he changed the wrestling business, that he's responsible for it all because he's so narcissistic. But then the, he, it's truth. No, no, I didn't. I didn't make that that face oh. because uh, of the I'm not agreeing with you. I, I agree. And. I just think it's confidence in knowing what you're doing. You know, Mark Henry always talks about people should give themselves their, their own flowers at times because not enough other people do it. Well, if what Jericho said is true and that Don Callis called him from a hotel room in Tokyo yep. six years ago and said, how would you like to main event the Tokyo Dome against Kenny Omega? Then yes, Don is responsible for changing a large portion of the landscape of pro wrestling. Correct. But in his mind, it's not like Tony Khan. And so Tony who Khan. has a bigger ego, uh, Don Callis or Scott Demore? Oof. Uh, <laughs> I would say Don. Okay. But you know what? But Jericho sold those truths from Don Callis in his facial expressions. Like, you know, Don Callis was telling the truth, and I think Jericho was buying in. All right, go ahead. Can I also say one more thing about Don <clears throat> that I really liked last night? Amidst all the boos, Don never acknowledged the fans. And in not acknowledging the fans, he got more boos. Yes. That's a vet right there. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast.
Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.